0: It's a
1: In the early sixties, a lifestyle evolved for young people that was mysterious, exciting, and fast moving. It was directed from within and needed no justification from without. Kids were clothes obsessed cool, dedicated to R&B, and their own dances. They called themselves Mods.
2: Welcome to Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World, that was a northern soul classic, but it's alright by J.J. Jackson, an American soulster who had more success recording in the UK than in the States, actually. His albums became staples of the mod-infested northern soul scene of late 60s and 70s. This is a special episode of the Modcast, the first in a series I'm calling Mod Essentials, This one is in the beginning. Recently, a friend, we'll call him Minnesota Mark, asked me what mod is. More than that, he asked if I could put together a short playlist of the best mod songs. And you know, I was totally blown away by how difficult a task that turned out to be. I found that you can't narrow down to a dozen or so the most quintessential mod songs. Not to mention, it's a totally subjective thing. What I think of as quintessential mod songs will be much different than another mod's picks. And what is quintessential, anyhow? I mean, um, you know, that's pretty subjective, too. I think I would define the quintessential mod songs as the songs that made me a mod early on. Mostly, these were the songs that I simply loved that were already considered mod songs. As I thought about his question though, I realized that uh, quintessential mod songs are those that when I hear them, they make me think mod. They make me think of uh, the mod sound and what it means to be a mod. They need not be original quote-unquote mod songs. Anyhow, Minnesota Mark's question got me thinking. I bet there are a lot of people who'd be interested in hearing what I think are the most quintessential mod songs. At least I hope so. So, I am going to do a periodic series of modcasts, picking the dozen or so most essential mod sounds, each time corresponding with a specific genre unique to mods or a specific mod era. Uh, For this modcast though, I am starting where you should start, at the beginning, in the 60s. So thank you to Mark for asking the question of what a mod is and what mod music sounds like and getting this ball rolling. For the 60s mods it really all started rolling with the soul sound. I could go back to the uh, modernist jazz roots of mod but this modcast is only supposed to be a 30 minute affair anyhow and uh, trust me we're already going to blow that way out of the water. So. Let's uh, just jump up to the modernists' next-gen children, if you will, the first mods, as it were, and their love with all things soulful. If it was black music from America, they loved it, and soul gave them something to dance to, which they did nonstop. Here's the miracles with Cheers of a Clown.
1: You stand in the brisk night and sweet soul music floats on the air, an angel dancing into your soul. There's no other sound around that can match this. Tough beats, voices drenched in the meaning of sweat, driving horn riffs, those niggly guitars, the tambourines that beat upon the ground in those words, ah, hip-shaken mama, shake it to the east and shake it to the west. These records, they speak of a world where nighttime is the right time. Daylight is for fools, and the best clothes and records are made by the kings and queens of midnight, Aretha, I want to be there by your side, but I can't, and these are my young man blues. Paolo Hewitt, The Soul Stylists, page 48.
2: Apart from the Crawdaddy Club, the mods' mecca was Soho, the Flamingo, which at night called itself the All Nighter, the Scene, and La Discothèque, were the main West End mod clubs. The resident group at the Flamingo was Georgie Fame and the Blue Flames. The mods adopted this group. Georgie Fame was very jazz influenced. He had a smooth voice, not unlike Mose Allison's, and his organ playing was fantastic, like a cross between Booker T. and Jimmy Smith. The Blue Flames had a powerful sound and included two saxophones and conga drums. The repertoire of Night Train, Get on the Right Track Baby, Parchment Farm, Do the Dog, Let the Good Times Roll, Green Onions, Work Song, and Shop Around used to pack out the Flamingo most nights and throughout the weekend. Mods, Richard Barnes, page 13.
3: Don't buy everything, it's true Nobody don't buy, I can use I want money Girl, I want money That's what I want
2: the blue-eyed soul sound of Georgie Fame, a true mod favorite. Fame blended jazz with soul and 60s rhythm and blues, creating a then modern and ultra danceable sound, bringing the modern jazz roots of modernists into the up and coming British working classes love affair with American blues and soul. The organ, the beat, the voice, Fame had it all. That was his version of Money, you just heard, and right before that was a great soul man, Edwin Starr, who had an early mod hit with O Soul. The song you heard here is even better in my mind, 25 Miles, and he did this one way before he did the protest song, War. 25 Miles was a top 10 hit for Starr, hitting number six on the US charts and making him a kind of, soul mod icon at the time starting things out way up top there was a soul classic that was the miracles with tears of a clown this is mr Swab's mod mod world you're listening to the mod essentials in the beginning uh coming to you as always from mrsuave.com focusing on the early mods this time around No doubt that the early mods were soul aficionados. They liked to dance and they liked hard to find soul music. The more obscure the better. So soul music kind of laid a foundation for the 60s mods and really is what fueled the earliest days of the mod scene. And it's obvious that its influence has been uh, fueling that scene all along. From the soul infused R&B of the Who and the Yardbirds to songs during the mod revival like Precious and Town Called Malice by The Jam, and uh, well really everything the Style Council produced, still kept on infusing things right up to acid jasters like Corduroy and James Taylor Quartet and modern day mods like Rinaldi Sings. Soul has always been at the heart of mod music. And we're getting to the heart of the matter right now, you might say. The heart where the essential essentials reside, if you will. So let's take a listen to the R&B sound of the sixties. Enjoy. <coughs>
1: covered various kinds of music. Cyril Davis played R&B derived mainly from early country blues. The Stones and Alexis Corner were more influenced by city blues. The Beatles and groups like them were mostly impressed by the more commercial R&B of black singing groups such as the Miracles and the Impressions. Musicians like Georgie Fame were also regarded as R&B, and their roots and inspiration came from more jazz-oriented people like Mose Allison, Fats Domino, and Ray Charles. Mods preferred the contemporary U.S. black vocal groups and collected stuff by bands like the Shirelles, Martha and the Vandellas, and the Chiffons. Tamla was just getting its first successes, and this typified the Mods' taste rather than the less smooth, less sophisticated blues. Mods would collect Jimmy Witherspoon and Muddy Waters to listen to at home, but they wanted to get hold of something they could dance to, and John Lee Hooker didn't lend himself too well to the block. Richard Barnes mods page 13.
3: Steve Rinaldi from Rinaldi Sings and you are listening to Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World.
1: on, Mr.
2: Suave, mod on. Welcome back to Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World. This is the Mod Essentials In The Beginning program, highlighting some of the foundational songs of the mod sound from the 60s. That last track you heard was Set Me Free by The Kinks. Kinks were never as commercially successful or popular in the United States anyhow as The Who or The Stones but they were definitely one of the most influential 60s R&B outfits, and one that mods always looked up to. Right before that was probably the most quintessential mod group of all, that was the Small Faces doing Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am. Small Faces incorporated much more blues and soul into their sound than did The Who or any of the other top mod groups of the day partly because they had the most distinctive soulful singer of any mod band at the time, Steve Marriott. He had that uh, gritty blues vocal that became a mod icon and really propelled the small faces to the pinnacle as far as most mods were concerned. Up ahead of them I played The Creation that was Biff Bang Pow, one of my favorite mod songs from the 60s. The creation were produced by original who producer shell tell me uh, the who had fired tell me after the production of my generation in late 1965 so tell me took on management and production of the mark IV, decidedly mod band changed their name to the creation and uh, the band took to blending pop art and uh, psychedelic imagery with their shows uh, with their absolutely raw and wild R&B sound. And the creation had the mod look. They had a proper mod lifestyle and attitude and their sound was it was just a great big mod sound. It never made them more than moderately successful but over time it helped them achieve a kind of cult band status and uh, definitely one of the mod standouts of the 60s. Talmy's fingerprints uh, are all over the mod sound of the 60s, from David Bowie's early recordings uh, to the kinks and to the easy beats, but he's probably best known for producing The Who's earliest singles, including the one that started this set out, I Can't Explain. The single I Can't Explain was released in 1965, written by an 18-year-old Pete Townsend and produced by Talmy. Uh, it, was, um, it was released as the A-side of the first single the man released under the name the Who. The B-side was uh, actually another great track, Bald Headed Woman. For whatever reason though, I Can't Explain just seems to set the bar for mod songs. And The ver- video certainly does uh, the same with its clips of mods dancing and riding scooters. One of the classic mod songs, definitely a mod essential. More Mod Essentials coming up from the Zombies, the Easy Beats, and the monkeys, So, let's get back to the music.
1: What is Mod? Technically, Mod refers to a lifestyle and fashion more than music itself. During the early 60s, legions of teenagers in Great Britain began dressing in stylish, neo-Italian fashions and listening to American R&B, particularly Motown. Soon, these teens were dubbed Mods. The original mod bands were all R&B cover bands, but soon they began writing their own material that was generally in the vein of their influences. Mod bands played R&B harder and faster than the original recordings. It was relentless, amphetamine-driven rock and roll. Many of the mod bands were barely heard outside of the United Kingdom since the lifestyle was primarily a British phenomenon. The AllMusic Guide, AllMusic.com
0: Told me about her. What could I do? Well, no one told me.
3: is still a great mystery to man. Future events are shaping in time in some other dimension unknown to us right now. Monday
0: morning feels so bad Everybody seems to nag me Coming Tuesday, I feel better Even my own man looks good Wednesday just don't go Thursday goes too slow I'll Friday on my more than working for the rich man hey i'll change that scene one day today i'm
2: was the easy Beats, the Zombies and the Monkeys. Not mod bands in the strict sense of the scene but bands that personified what the mass media deemed to be mod and what the public understood it to be really. swinging 60's Carnaby Street fashions, mop top haircuts with that British invasion sound going on, R&B fused with rock and roll. Uh, the public's perception of what Mod Music sounded like was much less edgier than the power pop of the Who or the bluesy soul of the Small Faces, very much in line with the songs that I just played. That last track was Australia's most mod group, the Easy Beats, doing Friday on My Mind, yet another band produced by Shell Tell Me. Easy Beats had a bona fide international hit with that song hit the top 10 in both the US and the UK and was uh, number one down under not surprisingly. In 2005 it was even voted the number one Australian rock song of all time. A not inconsequential thing when you think of the great music that has uh, originated down in Australia. Up ahead of that was The Zombies with She's Not There sort of easy jazz-tinged pop song that really typified the zombies' softer-edged sound. The band broke out first in 1964 when they won a newspaper-sponsored song competition. Uh, interestingly, they had more success in the U.S. than in the U.K. For instance, She's Not There never hit the top 10 in Britain but uh, reached all the way to number two in the U.S. that same year. Zombies went on to be considered one of the most influential bands of the decade, even. Way up top there was America's commercial answer to the British invasion. That was the Monkees. They were a media made, uh, I don't know, sort of mockery of the kings of EMI, the Beatles. But they ended up actually producing some really excellent tracks, not the least of which is the one I just played. That was the hard driving stepping stone. Maybe one of the most covered 60 songs of all time. Everyone from Green Day to the Beastie Boys has a, has a take on it, believe it or not. and Most up and coming mod bands do as well. I could go on for hours and hours revealing you with a detailed retelling of the mod saga from the early days. Suffice it to say these songs here are just a few of the essential songs and acts of the 60s. I've only scratched the surface and I now leave it to you to pursue that which you enjoy most. Be sure to head on over to the Modcast homepage at MrSwab.com and check out some more essential mod info there. I've got links to the bands, I've got some info on books about the mod scene, I've got bonus videos and more. If you want to bitch at me about why I chose such terrible songs, uh, and I'm sure somebody will. Or how I could possibly skip that one most important band. Um, As usual, just ship your hate mail over to Rob at MrSuave.com and if it's hateful and spiteful enough maybe I'll give you a reply. To wrap things up though, I'm going to move on to something um, a little bit more psychedelic, some psychedelic pop. Much as the mod scene itself moved on to psychedelia in the late 60s uh, kind of as at first his freak beat and then a full-blown psychedelic blues sound seemed to emerge with the mods. This is a song you've heard countless times before, but it still stands up as a real gem. This is Strawberry Alarm Clock with Incense and Peppermints. Thanks for listening, I'm Mr. Suave, mod on.
1: As the London sun rises, so do you the best of Europe and America fused into one. No one knows for sure where you came from, but no one will ever forget you, the first proper modernist, a real vision of style and a taster for the future. Modernism, the word came from the jazzers, the ones who shrieked in disgust at the trad sound, same as you did when you first heard the awful skiffle noise bouncing down old Compton Street. The jazzers read the beats, you check Albert Camus, both of you yearn for freedom. Both of you want so badly to pull back the country's curtains. Let the air in. Clothes, music, drugs, energy, they're all yours, and as the pill dips for a minute, panic hits. Soon, you'll be too old for all this. Come that awful day which you can already see on the horizon, you had better make all your moves, ensure that everything you desire is in reach. Paulo Hewitt, The Soul Stylists, page 49.
0: Compliments, of the color of time Who cares for the games we choose Little to win, but nothing to lose It's a sense of compliments, meaningless mounds Turn on, tune in, turn your eyes around Look at your sun, look at the sun Yeah, yeah Look at the sun, look at the sun Yeah By the one side, it's the least you can do. Beat makes politics, loving is new. I yawn. Yards-